0: Atlantic back. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Sea dicho. Coming about three weeks now since the previous episode. And before I get into it, let me take a real quick break. Real quick break. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry about that. Um, there's a little bit of extracurricular activities that I can have to take place. Uh, before starting one of these bitches you know what i mean and uh I, I i didn't take care of them i didn't you know i didn't get them out the way before doing so so i you know, back at it it meant no time in terms of how this you're experiencing this podcast for you right um which is the best part you know you don't want to leave you hanging with some dead air i've already left you with three weeks worth of dinner you know what i'm saying so yeah let's just get into it dog i'm happy to be back i keep saying i'm gonna fucking get back to these bitches consistently and um i'm just happy to still be doing them bro i, I part of the reason part of the reason why i'm even doing them in the first place is because all the fucking love that i've received just in regards to the few that i have been putting out recently dog okay uh i have to die i just have to give the quick shout out to the people who've interacted with my last episode specifically okay because if it wasn't for you motherfuckers i wouldn't even I, I, it would have taken me probably a little bit longer to come back to this one like it's not i'm never gonna stop it's gonna It's always in the top of my mind you know what i mean this podcast I would. I wish I was more consistent with it myself. I wish I could be more consistent with it myself, but you know, life is fucking killing me right now, dog. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's that's where I've been. And you know, you all reaching out and fucking sending the text, me- not the text messages, but the DMs on the fucking backup account on on socials. Like, it really means a lot, dog. Uh, even though I haven't even used the fucking backup on the socials yet, because honestly, like, I've just I, I've actually come to appreciate a little bit the the break that being zucked has afforded me from social media. You know what I mean? I was obviously really balls deep into the OG underscore Ice Nice 13. And uh, I I realized that it was keeping me from addressing a lot of the shit, a lot of the unhealed shit, if you will, that I've still to have dealt with because of the passing of my brother. You know what I mean? But also some other shit like relationship, personal, like just just life in general, man. It provided me a really good um, escape from all the shit that I needed to be dealing with in life. You know what I mean? So that's one of the benefits. Give me one second one of the benefits that has uh, come from having that fucking account removed from me you know what i mean um so yeah i haven't really even posted on the backup but uh the people who you know it, it, it's active you know what i mean and I, I have seen some of the messages that you all sent so shout out to those of you who sent the messages on the dm to the backup account ogicenice 13 where you can find me now I'm, I'm i'm getting the itch again i'm getting the itch to start sharing the memes and the fucking philosophy again so it's just a matter of time before i hop on that bitch you know what i mean uh, but in the meantime, I just want to let you know that I do appreciate the fuck out of you motherfuckers that have messaged me on there, you know, checking in and seeing like how you boys doing and all that kind of stuff. It really means a lot to me. Right. Uh, the same is true for those of y'all who fucking left comments on the YouTubes. OK, like shout out to you for real, dog, because, um, it, I, I, you know, I, I write it in the comments that I can't fucking express how happy, you know, I can't express the, enough thanks in the comment section just in, through text alone, like how happy it makes me that y'all are even fucking reaching out and, you know, interacting with the podcast. And in my mind, I think to myself, like, I'll just fucking say it on the podcast and then they can hear it. You know what I mean? And they'll know because they can see me and they can hear my voice and they can hear the, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the sincerity in my voice. And it's not just some it's not just some fucking some text on an on a impersonal fucking wall. You know what I mean? Like on Facebook or Instagram comments. Um, so I think to myself, like, I'll just save it for a fucking podcast when I can you know, tell them each and every single one of them how how much your messages mean to me, how much your support means to me. But, you know, I'm sitting here trying to do so and I'm still at a loss for words because, again, the fact that you motherfuckers reach out to, you know, just just the fact that you listen to this shit to begin with is fucking like, it, it means a lot to me. It's crazy to me. You know what I mean? Um, and then that you still take the time to, like, you know, reach out and be like, oh, man, I, I feel this part right here. I understand this part right here. Like, I really I like that part. Or I didn't even like this part right here. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I appreciate that, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so... I guess just the simplest way to put it, the extracurriculars are getting to me, if you can't tell. But uh, the point that I'm simply trying to make is, like, I appreciate the fuck out of each and every single one of you. Shout out to Cesar Venegas. You were talking about how your fucking shit got stolen and, you know, how, you know, the, uh, how it feels like the theft of intellectual property. Like, I feel that shit, dog. It was good. I see you. You know what I mean? So losing social media, that shit, it sucks the luck, bro, and I fucking feel you. You know what I mean? Um, But, hey, fuck it. We'll start a new one and we'll keep rocking and rolling, Right. The next, of course, like always, Miss Julie's Busybody. I appreciate the fuck out of, you know, your messages, your comments on the fucking podcast, on YouTube, everything, bro. Just know, like, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, it's real, right? I'm not just saying that. I'm not just writing that. Like, there's only so many words that I can convey how much I appreciate it. Because, yeah, not just YouTube, but everybody that I'm about to list right now. Like, again, like, the point I'm trying to say is, like, I have to... 90% 90% of the only reason I, the reason why I'm dropping this bitch is because of you guys. Like, I'm like, damn, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't feel obligated, but I want to. I want to share with you all. Like, yo, I've been working on this shit. What I'm going to share today specifically for the last five years, bro. And it's like, let's fucking share this shit, dog. And that you guys are there, you know, messaging and like motivating me to do it. It really means a lot, okay? The next up is Angelique. I see you, homie. I see you, okay? Uh, if the comment that you left regarding on YouTube about if the stale mail route, like sign you up, like if I ever do get around to it, I might just do that. You know what I mean? Uh, And I'll no doubt have you at the top of the list. But um, for now, hopefully the podcast alone suffices. And yeah. And then there's two more. Last, you know, the last two, absolutely not least. The first of which was uh, Miss Alma Jurado. Like, I appreciate the fuck out of your comment, man. Like, for real. And uh, I especially appreciated it regarding, because, you know, you're talking about like shadow work and how more people are starting to do it, which that's like that's a big soft spot for me you know what i mean like that's a huge soft spot for me so i appreciate the fuck out of that comment and again the fact that you're even listening to this shit and then last but not least dave davy i believe it's dave right who was sent to us by louis shout out again to louis but also shout out to dave for coming along for the ride i got something for you homie right me and louis lining some shit up okay so yeah um let's get into it dog oh you I guess, a quick formality one more time. I already said it, but just in case, right? OG.IceNice13 on the gram, right? The only one I'm using. And I guess the YouTubes, obviously, when I do fucking log on and check that shit, you know what I mean? So shout out if you want to follow your boy on the social medias, okay? So I guess before I get started, probably the best way of introduction is by something that I just said earlier, and uh, what's going to be inevitably the title for this podcast, and that is that life is killing me, Right? Uh, the first thing that I want to say is that that's like a facetious little joke, all right? Obviously, life is just killing all of us, you know what I mean? Like, that's just part and parcel with the whole, you know, being born shit. There's a great meme that says uh, it was the, the the Lord of the Rings meme, right? And uh, it says uh, life, or me, is born. And then life says it's the Lord of the Ring meme that says, so you have chosen death, right? Like, that's that's kind of where that's coming from. Uh, more importantly, it's a shout out to Typo Negative, who I was listening to before making this fucking episode. And uh, that was one of the songs that came up, and I was like respect Peter Steele because that fucking perfectly summates the mood that I'm currently feeling you know what I mean and then um I guess last but not least it's it's gonna be about the whole point of the podcast today and it's that yes life is killing me and part of the reason why is because I have not been given the fucking coping skills necessary to deal with it because I am nothing more than a piece of fucking cattle to the people who are fucking forcefully oppressing us right at the fucking threat of a barrel of a gunpoint or imprisonment right and saying that if we don't fall in line we're gonna end up in either one or the other I'm talking, of course, about the motherfuckers running shit, the masters of mankind, the Illuminati, the reptilians, whatever the fuck, the the bourgeoisie, whatever the fuck, whoever the fuck it is that you you personally feel is running shit, right? I don't fucking care. I just know that it's people who are far more wealthy and uh, connected in terms of political uh, organizations than me who are able to make fucking impactful decisions on my life, right? Um, Those motherfuckers. Right. The ones that created this bullshit ass K through 12 public education system that we all have to go through and suffer through be indoctrinated with fucking white man's history and all that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, Part of the blame is because of them. I say part of them because honestly, dog, if you're fucking we're adults, homie, if you're you know, you're still fucking relying on the government to educate you. You fucking failed yourself. Like you should already know by this point that the government don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you're going to sit here and mope and complain like, oh, I can't get through life because I wasn't given any of the fucking coping mechanisms to, you know, deal with the complexities of life in public education. Like, fuck you, dog. That, that's on you at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, you got to educate yourself, bro. A truly educated never graduate. You know what I'm saying? So um, part of that whole the life is killing me shit is like, yeah, dog, it is. And that's because, you know, of the improper uh, coping mechanisms that we've all inherited because of this bullshit fucking system we're living in day schools. You know what I mean? but who gives a fuck change it re-educate yourself fucking decolonize fucking de-socialize whatever the fuck it is that's going to help you move from that onto something else read a fucking self-help book i don't know you know what i'm saying like and i'm not speaking to you motherfuckers who are listening to this i'm speaking about the motherfuckers out there who are you know the massive men the dasein to use the 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 existential language of heidegger you know what i mean these motherfuckers who just insist on making all these excuses for why their fucking life is terrible like man fuck you dog okay it's yeah the government sucks but step your game up fucking you know what i mean like we're all we can all do better you know what i'm saying and uh that's gonna be like the central gist of this podcast like yes life is killing me but i want to live and i don't want to just live i want to fucking live happily homie you know what i'm saying and uh as i've mentioned plenty of times before i'm convinced that the best way to do so is by studying philosophy so um yeah uh that's that 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 that's the basic gist of this particular episode, dog. So, you know, when I started but when I started it by talking about how I've been working on this shit for the past five years, like this is the book. This is the book that I have been working on. Um, but it's just it's so much, bro. I've got so many fucking things that I'm trying to write down. I'm writing like three different shits at the same time, you know what I'm saying? And uh one of my existential fears, you know what I mean? One of my horizon of possibilities is that I'm not gonna finish in time. Like I'm just not gonna finish, right? Because of how demanding this fucking process has been on me. I know motherfuckers who could pound out a book in a couple of days. Congratulations, homie. That ain't me. You know what I mean? It's taken me a long fucking time. And uh, rather than try to fucking, you know, just push through this bitch and fucking rush out some, you know, sloppy product or potentially not finish, I decided, you know what, dog? I haven't podcasted in a while. I, you know, I, I, I haven't fucking written in a while. Why don't I just combine the two and start sharing a little bit of one of the books that it is that I've been fucking working on? And that's going to be this fucking podcast doc. Um, One of the chapters, for instance, is going to be why study philosophy dot 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 when I can just kill myself instead. Question mark. Right. And it's kind of a joke. Obviously a fucking joke, bro. Okay, just so we're fucking 100 percent clear. It's a joke. Right. Um, But it's also like a play on the Camusian shit. Like, you know, he didn't say this, but it's fucking obviously taken off, taken on a life of its own. The whole uh, should I kill myself or should I have a cup of coffee type shit? You know what I mean? Which is again, it's not, He didn't write that, but it is like kind of a good summation of his uh, of his philosophy of the absurd, where it's kind of like, no, dude, like that that suicide is not the answer. Okay, that's just falling victim to the absurd. Uh, what you do is you just embrace the absurdity of life. Okay, and uh, that's the whole point. Is like you got motherfuckers who are like trying desperately to just survive life, bro. We're trying desperately to survive life. We don't have the fucking the fucking proper coping mechanisms because of how we were miseducated. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're, we're caught up in this crazy-ass fucking cycle where it's just like, life just happens, boom, 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 you know what I'm saying? And as we get older, this shit seems to come by faster and faster, homie. And uh, it feels, like, overwhelming so much to the point where it literally feels like we're fucking drowning, you know what I mean? Because we can't, like, we can't break the surface, we can't slow the brakes, we can't fucking, uh, you know what I mean? We can't ground ourselves, the whole point of the, of the Nahuatl philosophy. And it's just so overwhelming. And at the point, it's like, you want me, on top of all this that I'm trying to do in the fucking just tread water and stay afloat, fucking paying bills, working nine to five, making a fucking modest living, trying to save, trying to raise a family, maybe fucking enjoying some hobbies, perhaps if I have some free time, like finding a partner, loving a partner, you know what I mean? Like all the difficult shit inherent with life. And on top of that, you want me to study philosophy, motherfucker? Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Like, I barely have time for what I'm going through right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the whole point of the of why I'm gonna uh, uh, title that chapter. It's the introductory chapter of why I'm gonna title it. Um, why study philosophy when I should just kill myself instead, right? And it's because like, why it gets so overwhelming, bro. Life, I, you know, you know this. I don't have to tell you this. Life, get, if you're listening to this, you're you're one of me, right? I'm one of you, and uh, life gets overwhelming. And sometimes we think to ourselves like, God damn, bro, why don't I just fucking why don't I just stop trying to tread water? Why don't I just let the fucking current take me and that's it? Just let it fucking be over with. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Camus can make his own arguments. I don't give a fuck what Camus has to say. For me personally, the answer is also no. Okay? And the reason why is like, bro, you're, we're so ready to fucking stop living. We're so ready to die. But we haven't even tried to live yet. You know what I'm saying? We, even have, we have not even begun to try to live yet. And the reason why is because all we've been doing is surviving, homie. And the whole point then of studying philosophy is that so we can learn not just how to survive, but to actually start to live instead. And then maybe after you've actually lived a good, or try to at least live a good, happy life, if it's still not for you, cool, man. Like, that's on you. Like, whatever you do, like you do. I'm not going to shame anybody who decides that, eh, you know what? Life's not for me, Right. So that's how the whole point of, like, life is killing me type shit. I just want to get that out of the way now in advance because, you know, I don't want you to look at this and be like, what the fuck is this for one? You know what I mean? Like, it's a positive twist. It's a life-affirming twist, bro. And then, um, inevitably, then the whole point of of this particular episode, again, it's sharing the book, right? So I'm going to be sharing some of the thoughts that, like, it's kind of the introduction and the idea here is um, how we even ended up in this place and how we even ended up in this position in the first place. Like, what the fuck happened, bro? How are we in this position? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess uh, with that said, the best way perhaps to jump in this bitch, yo, is by stating outright that uh, everything that I just mentioned is not fucking like some, you know, philosophical muse scene or some, you know, a, a-, a writing, like just fucking whatever. This shit that I myself am obviously going through right now. You know what I mean? Still like, still reeling, bro, reeling. Like the death of a loved one is hard as fuck, dog. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not trying to, you know, I'll just be honest with you. Like I, if I, I've given the appearance that, I, you know, that I'm doing okay, like, it's fucking surface level, bro. I'm just keeping it together. You know what I mean? And, uh, be, you know, because of that, it's, it suffices to say that your boy's in flux, like just constant movement, just treading water, barely trying to stay afloat. You know what I mean? Like we all are, no doubt. I'm sure you're going through your shit too. You know what I mean? Um, But as far as like me personally, one of the ways in which that has manifested itself has been through my teaching, dog. Um, And uh, I don't know, man. I have a weird relationship with my teaching gig. Part of me is like, it's not a weird—I do have a weird relationship, but it's not the, the, the point is not right now to mention why, okay? But uh, one of the things that I do think about when it comes to my teaching shit is, like, sometimes I wish that my students that I had, like, my first two years of philosophy, they could come back and retake my class now because I am a completely different fucking professor now. We don't get training in, you know, teaching philosophy uh, in, in our graduate schools, you know what I'm saying? So, like, whatever the fuck I was doing when I first started there, I would like to think that I've come along and be, become a lot better, Right? Um, but one thing I did notice, dog, is that I did kind of start to phone it in a little bit uh, recently, right? And, uh, in, in trying to practice kindness to myself, I try to tell myself, it's not necessarily a bad thing, bro, because honestly, like, honestly, taking a year off due to the pandemic, that shit really fucked me up, bro. I was on fire. Like, I'm not trying to front, but I'm telling you, like, before the pandemic hit, bro, I was on fucking fire, right? My lectures were on point and I was able to recall material. Like, I knew exactly what the fuck I was going to talk about uh without without having to look at my notes anymore because i'd already been doing it for fucking five years you know what i'm saying so it's like oh i know it's like uh uh this part leads to this part to this part to this part so like i don't need to go back and check my notes every now and then i don't have to be reading from a fucking book you know what i mean like i was able to just naturally be able to fucking recall these points you know what i mean and i was able to be more alive and with the class and just try to freeform type shit you know what i mean but then the lockdown hit homie the lockdown hit and we got switched to online only and that shit fucked everything up it fucked everything up okay I mean, it wasn't bad at first because, you know, I would still drop fresh lectures, but then like a semester in, bro, I got to the point where they asked us to upload all of our lectures for the entirety of the semester in advance right at the very beginning of the semester. And that's when shit kind of went sideways for me personally, dog. Um, mainly because I wasn't lecturing anymore. I was just podcasting and, it, you know, like it wasn't the same. It's not the same thing, bro. It's not the same thing. Right. So when I did go back, it was fucking weird, dog. Like the first semester back, just in, just in general, like the first semester back on campus, I, I think it was like a year a year and a half uh our yeah it was like a year and a half dog fuck that was a long time but uh our first semester back like just the whole vibe was just off bro it it had changed completely before i mean i've talked about this before on, on my gram but uh before the pandemic like the campus that i teach at was alive bro it was alive it was vibrant there was people everywhere like walking talking laughing loving like just it was a beautiful learning you know what i mean most importantly it was a beautiful environment to be a part of. And it like, it fucking stimulates you and it motivates you to be like, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna go teach philosophy. I hope to fucking, I hope that today I teach something that someone takes away and it fucking helps them in life type shit. You know what I mean? But then when the pandemic fucking, you know, when we went back prior to, uh, following the pandemic, I mean, just, like the vibe changed completely. For one, no one was allowed on campus basically, unless you actually fucking had a class. And the people who were allowed there, the classes were fucking reduced in capacity. So it was very little people on campus to begin with. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, like we had to lecture and do fucking digital like Zoom meetings at the same time to fucking broadcast our lectures. It's so hard keeping up with like the in-class people and the people on Zoom. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then just like the vibe in general, bro, from the faculty on down to the staff to the students. You know what I mean? Like everyone was still very very iffy. Like should we be here? Am I gonna get the vid? What the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? Like it was still so early in the pandemic that it was just fucking a trip, bro. Right? Um. So because of that. I, I, I started realizing, like, for one, I haven't lectured in a long time and it's taken me a long time to get back into this and it's more difficult to do so because there's very few students here and there's constant change, you know what I mean? And on top of that, like, I, you know, the most important thing was I was dealing with the death of my fucking brother, like, the immediate death of my brother, dog. So, so I would go in dog and I would just like, here's the material. I don't give a fuck. Like, this is what you need to learn. This is the assignment today. Like, Just very not motivated, not very appreciative, if I should say more importantly, of the opportunity that I had been given, that I am given still to this day. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, yeah, dog, like I guess it it correlates in two ways because in one way, like it kind of also gave me a way to avoid having to deal with the death of my brother immediately because I still had to work. Like, you know, I took a week off, but after that, I got back to work, dog. You know what I mean? So on one hand, like, it allowed me a little bit of a fucking, of a reprieve from having to deal with, you know, the constant bombardment of the feelings associated with the death of a loved one, but it's not like I was fucking throwing myself completely into work, you know what I mean? So it caused, like, this fucking, like, a dual-level problem. The first problem being is that I haven't really fucking allowed to digest and take in what's happened. It's almost about to be a year, dog, and I'm tripping out thinking, like, damn, where the fuck did this year go? You know what I mean? And one of the answers honestly is that it went to a drunken stupor like i was fucking drunk most of the year trying to deal with the fucking pain of my brother's death you know what i mean uh i'm not saying to be proud i'm just saying like fuck dude like a year you can lose a year really quick of your life when you're a fucking alcoholic you know what i'm saying uh but at the same time uh i realized like not only am i not dealing with my own personal shit like here my heart you know what i'm saying but i'm also it's fucking showing in my work bro And uh, I'm here trying to fucking blame everything and everyone for why everything seems to be so off at the community college now because of the pandemic. But in reality, I wasn't doing myself any favors trying to make the class any fucking better. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, it wasn't until this summer semester that I started to really fucking realize how deeply impactful both of those situations were on my personal life, as well as my fucking teaching life, my professional life, right? And uh, honestly, dog, it started with my first summer class. okay, and it just ended like two weeks ago, my first summer class. Um, But it was a dope ass class, bro. Like that class was dope as fuck. And it was funny because it's funny because it was mostly a bunch of high school students. And I don't know if I've said it like before, but it bears repeating. I've always wanted to be a teacher, dog. You know what I mean? Like I say, like, oh, I was going to go to law school, but I didn't want to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a teacher since I was a kid, dog. You know what I mean? Mostly because when I was a kid, they had summers off, you know what I mean? But now, like, as I got older, I was like, yo, like, that shit looks dope. Teaching philosophy, like, i would be badass, you know what I mean? But, um, one thing I never wanted was to teach kids. I never wanted to teach kids, okay? I was like, fuck that, I'll because I remember what, I, well, barely, right? It was like mostly a drunken, hot stone fucking stupor, but I remember enough of what I was like in high school to know that I wanted fucking nothing to fucking do with those motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Like, nope, no thank you. Um... <laughs> And it's funny because, you know, teaching at a college, you would figure like, no, I'm never going to get high school students. Like we're in college now. They got to graduate before they get here. Not anymore, homie. They have an early college program. You know what I mean? So we get high school students all the fucking time. And uh, it's been my experience. Like, honestly, I look forward to the high school classes like now at the college. Okay, I'm sure they're not the same student population at the regular schools. You know what I mean? Those are the... The students that are in the high school program are special. That's what I'm trying to say. They're a, it's a treat to teach to teach those. It's a treat to teach those classes, right? And uh, that's what I had my first summer semester, homie. I had a bunch of high school students, and it was dope, bro. Right? Um, it's dope for a variety of reasons, right? For one, it's like I don't know, man. They're like I said, they, they really are good students. Like you ask them to do something, and they fucking do it. Like there's not like you know what I mean. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, the fear of societal pressures on them. You know what I mean? It's still in them, I should say. So they're always on the ball when it comes to schoolwork. And, you know, that alone, it forced me to step my game up and surpass their expectations. Because, you know, these kids are here to fucking learn, dog. And they're not here to dick off. They don't give a fuck what I'm going through. They don't care about my per. They don't even know about my personal life. I'm not one of those fucking woke teachers that goes into a fucking second grade class and tries to start talking about my sexuality type shit. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know shit about my personal life, homie. I go in there and I teach the philosophy. You know what I mean? Um, and they don't care like they don't care that I'm about to, and they shouldn't care either just so we're clear uh, that I got my own personal shit going on like they're here to learn dog. those are those students are fucking on the ball they want to be taught you know what I mean so that obviously forced me to step my game up that alone right which obviously like I said it wasn't difficult to do because it, it's always exciting it's always exciting to teach classes in general just any class whether it's a high school class or not. But uh, just a class that's eager to learn, bro, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to teach a class that's eager to learn, right? It's one of the classes that I had with Louis. That class, was, there were was many students in that class who were fucking on the ball. I still remember that class to this day. It was actually in 2015, Louis reminded me. So it was literally my second semester teaching. <laughs> it was the summer of 2015, right? So it was literally my second semester teaching. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, those classes like that, they're, you know... They're always a treat, bro, whether it's high school students or not. So definitely a lot of credit goes out to my high school students in this particular case, right? And uh, from there, I moved on to the second summer semester, which is where I'm at now. And uh, it just started like two weeks ago, like I said. And they've basically, for the most part, they've been on the same wave, dog, which is what's kind of surprising to me, right? Because it's been my experience in the past that the second summer semester is always a little bit more sluggish than the first one. Because just, just because of how demanding the summers, the summer semesters are, it's fucking five weeks long, and you're covering a whole semester. You go every single day for fucking two hours, and I'm not fucking. Li- I don't ease up on the course load, and neither do other professors. You're taking a summer class, which means you want to take a whole semester in five weeks. So here here's the work. Good luck, right? So after the first summer semester alone, some students you know they say only to take one 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 summer semester uh, one class a summer semester. Some students like myself, I was one of these students take two, maybe even three, because we're trying to fucking finish our degrees as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? So it's a fucking, it's a death wish, bro. Like you're literally signing yourself up for torture. Okay. And uh, by the time the first summer semester is over, like the second semester, the second summer semester rolls around and students are like, fuck, dude, I'm like drained, bro. I'm drained. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit more difficult as a teacher to try to get them to come out of their shells and try to get them to interact with the philosophy and type shit. But again, this isn't the fucking case. It hasn't been the case so far. right? I'm not trying to jinx it, knock on wood. But uh, it hasn't been the case so far. So uh, how it relates to everything is like, again, it's definitely a treat to be able to teach uh, to teach classes that actually want to learn. OK. And uh, beyond, I should say, the immediate byproduct of the satisfaction inherent with knowing the class you just taught was not for nothing like I did not wake up and do uh, go work today for nothing. Like, it, it probably had somewhat of a purpose. You know what I mean? Like, you get a little bit of satisfaction. My life wasn't meaningless at, after all, right? I had a little bit of purpose today, okay? Um, more importantly, there was a, on my behalf, right, there was a renewed reminder in my life about, you know, what the fuck it is that I'm doing in the first place, teaching. Like, why are you here teaching, homie? You know what I mean? Uh, it would be irrational of me to make this demand of all the other professors, Okay. But uh, I know for me personally, the, the, the standard that I hold myself to is like, this is a fucking, this is a privilege, bro. Like, this is an honor. Like, this is something you should not take fucking lightly. Not because I consider myself to be like this person that's here to fucking spread the word and fucking do gospel type shit. Like, no, because I myself know what I was looking for in life when I was at the age that my students are currently, especially the high school students, right? And uh, I also know the ability that philosophy has, you know what I'm saying? Like to potentially give some sort of guidance. So it's not like I'm going in there like that fucking woke teacher that I'm talking about trying to put my, my fucking beliefs onto other people. I'm not trying to brainwash students. I'm not trying to indoctrinate students, but at the same time, I'm not going to fucking avoid talking about shit that I know students are interested in, in A and B, I'm not going to fucking definitely not talk about shit that could potentially help students who are, you know, confused bro life is confusing when you're a fucking teenager no less you know what i mean even as adult yo life is fucking confusing it's terrifying you know what i mean we just talked about treading water trying to survive and not get taken under by the undertow you know what i'm saying and you know in philosophy this is the kind of shit we deal with so to not fucking you know to not talk about that kind of shit to me to me personally right to not take seriously the fucking ability we have the privilege that we have as professors is a fucking it's to spit in the face of everything that we've been given you know what i mean like teaching philosophy is a fucking you know it's a hard gig not hard in this, in what it requires of us but to land you know what i'm saying it's a difficult gig to land there's not a lot of philosophy professorship jobs to go around you know what i'm saying so to be given that that position and then to like not address this kind of shit to me bro like you're fucking that's it's just not right you know what i'm saying and uh Yeah, dog, like, that's what I'm saying. It's beautiful to be reminded of that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's like a renewed vigor in life, okay? Because, you know, believe it or not, homie, there was a point in time when I was a committed academic, dog, okay? And what I mean by that is I was writing the papers, bro. I was going to the conferences. I was preparing a dissertation before I dropped out of my fucking doctoral program, okay? And, you know, there was a point where in that was the motivating factor. People would be like, yo, how are you doing all this? You know, trying to write the book, the book that, I, that I'm talking about right now, somewhere in between all of that. And people would ask me, I was like, yo, how the fuck are you, like, where do you find the time? And it's like, bro, honestly, like I can't sleep because I have, I feel this fucking enormous weight that I have to fucking share this. You know what I mean? And, uh, to, and to not do it would be to fucking spit directly in the face of what I've been given. Like I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm thankful for the position that I've been given and to not do it is like, I feel like I'm fucking, I would not be able to, you know, die peacefully basically if I'm just being completely honest with you. You know what I mean? um, But then like that passion and that vigor just started to fail me, bro. It started to, like it started to just wane, okay? For a lot of the reasons that I just talked about right now into the introduction to this, right? And um, yeah, so, you know, being with these classes again recently, it like reignited that vigor, bro. It reminded me, dog, like, the book, the everything, the dissertation, the lectures, the whole point of it, the whole point of what philosophy, dog, the whole point of my fucking existence, it honestly feels like at the risk of sounding hyperbolic, right, is to fucking differentiate what it is, you know what I mean, uh, that I have to offer from academia, bro, because academia is in itself a fucking vestige, it's a byproduct of the very colonial order that um, that we were talking about at the beginning with these motherfucking reptiles, these masters of mankind, who created this society that we're living in. You know what I mean? So what I mean is like, motherfuckers are always so quick to say, oh man, I didn't learn shit in elementary school. I didn't, you know, K through 12, I didn't learn shit. That shit was a waste of time. But for whatever reason, we never look at the colleges, okay? Which is hilarious to me because I'm like, where the fuck do you think your K through 12 teachers got their certification from? They don't just let any motherfucker walk into a fucking college, into into an elementary school. You need a degree, dog. And where do you think these teachers get their degrees from? Universities. So why do we stop our fucking, our critical analysis of education at the 12, at, at high school, a senior year? Like, nah, bro, this shit is deeper than that. It goes to the fucking colleges and universities as well. Like, we're the ones that train fucking teachers. You know what I'm saying? So when you say that, you know, your K through 12 education uh, failed you, you should also be including the colleges and universities as well, right? Even if you don't have a degree, a degree rather, because it's those universities and colleges that trained your teacher. You know what I'm saying? So the whole point of my shit is like, nah, dog, I've been given this fucking opportunity and I'm not going to fucking waste it. I want to fucking offer something of an alternative to let people know whether you're in academia or not because part of hood philosophy is liberating the knowledge, homie, making it readily available for any motherfucker regardless of whether you're enrolled for college and then university. You know what I'm saying? And uh, provide something in terms of philosophy, something that is philosophically grounded, okay, that will allow us... To fucking, you know, pick up the pieces where where academia and get K through twelve education basically has failed us. Okay, it's failed us as people living in a modern world, bro. It's one of the things that I emphasize so heavily in my philosophy class. We're learning about the real world here, bro. We're not gonna fucking leave shit out of the classroom because you think it's taboo. This is real life, homie. The shit that we're teaching in this classroom is shit that is applying to your everyday life. You know what I'm saying? So um, that was like the whole point. Is like real shit dog hood shit you know what I'm saying and it was just nice to remember that because it's something that I had definitely forgotten and lost track of since basically dropping out of my doctoral program so yeah dog and going back to the classroom one of the things that was you know beyond the renewed vigor to be teaching in the fucking first place is uh I just started to remember I I've, I've started to remember a lot more of my material you know what I mean going back just like from a basic perspective I started to remember a lot more of the material in the first place right uh, without having to rely, like, too heavily on my nose. There was a point when I first came back from the pandemic where I was literally teaching at the computer again like I was a fucking day one professor because I forgot everything, right? Um, and now, like, it's it's been, like, three semesters back, the first official semester back in class without having to fucking do the dumbass Zoom shit, you know what I mean? Uh, simultaneously with only having half a class in there. Um, and since then, I've started to recall the information, like, it's all coming back to me. Was that, when you touch me like this, right? And I think the song goes on and it goes, and it's all coming back to me. Something like that. Anyways, the material is coming back to me, homie, right? Uh, and with the material, a little bit more of the method, if you will, behind the madness was coming back to me as well. And uh, what I mean by that is that uh, I always ask students, for instance, okay, like why are they there taking my philosophy class in hopes of, you know, inspiring within, within them, I should say a sense of self-reflection, like, why are you taking this class type shit? You know what I mean? To get the students to think, like, hmm, why am I taking this class? Right? And uh, generally, the answer will arrive to is because you have to. Most of you have to. Right? There's very few philosophy majors, OK? And uh, philosophy, nonetheless, is a core requirement. It's, it's an elective, which is a core requirement. And most students choose fucking philosophy over geology, thankfully. You know what I mean? So uh, that, that's usually like the, the, the general default answer. But as the semester progresses, one of the points that I try to get to is about intentionality. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I recording this podcast right now? Why am I listening to this podcast right now? Why am I in this philosophy class right now? Like understanding that our fucking, the ability to make choices, assuming you don't believe in free will type shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so how it, relates this, how it relates to this is that, you know, one of the core components of critical pedagogy is that we as teachers... We demand the same of ourselves, okay? That we demand the exact same of ourselves that we do of our students, right? And obviously I had clearly lost track of that, homie. Again, once the lockdown hit, I can honestly stay, I can honestly say that I stopped caring about the effect that teaching can have on people's lives, right? And honestly, like I'm just gonna be real with you, dog. I just started seeing it kind of more of a as a means of to which to pay bills. Like that was it, right? Very impersonal, very detached. Completely unlike anything I had ever been prior to that, you know what I'm saying? Because again, for all the reasons that I talked about, right? You know, teaching online for a whole last year, you know online classes they're they're good for the students who need them, right? But you know realistically, this whole idea that we can fucking make education in general entirely you know uh, computer based is nonsensical, bro, because it takes away the heart of teaching. It takes away the fucking soul of teaching, if you will, right? because there's no real connection that's being made to, you know, your, to students. And I feel this both as someone who has taken an online course as a student and also someone who has taught many online courses. There's no real, like, you know, besides maybe like an email here and there an announcement that you post, like, it's very impersonal, very detached, okay? And, you know, for some, for, again, for some students, for some professors, that's perfect. That's exactly what they want, right? But it was never really what I wanted, I, you know, and, you know, and because I was forced to do that, you know, a little bit of the apathy started to set in, like a little bit of the, oh man, this is fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just collecting a paycheck at this point because there's no connection anymore. You know what I'm saying? But um, you would think that that shit would come to an end once the pandemic did, and that's not what happened. Like, obviously it carried over, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it wasn't until this summer semester that, again, I can confidently say that I finally got my mojo back, as it were, okay? And uh again, it started with these fucking young juniors soon to be or actually they're barely about to be juniors in high school bro and uh what i remember what like really fucking set it off I, just in general i fucking made the point i was like i'm gonna go in there and i don't give a fuck i didn't know i was teaching high school students right so right off the bat like i had made it a point i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna fucking give it my 110 percent. so you know just try to set the tone for the semester right so when i found out they were high school students that was just a, a treat on top of that right but um the reason why I qualify by saying is that is because, you know, I had already gone in there with the, with the intentionality of, like, I'm going to fucking break this fucking cycle that I'm in. Right? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to teach the way I teach. I'm going to, you know, from the heart. Right? And uh, as the semester continues to unfold, you know, you, I start to learn more about my students. And it's like, damn, bro, like, these are kids, dog. 16's, about to be 17 years old. Like, they're fucking getting ready to be, enter into the, they're getting ready to be swallowed up by the fucking machine. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, It's like, yo, you have an opportunity right now (laughs) to at least make them aware of what the fuck's going on out there. Like, you all know what's going to happen as soon as you turn 18 or have you not fucking learned about this? And of course, the answer is, we haven't learned about this. You know what I mean? And our parents don't talk to us about this. So tell me what's happening. So which you're like, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fucking turn 18. They're going to try to stick you with credit cards, student loans, fucking sign you up for the military, all kinds of predatory shit, dog. It's right there waiting for you, okay? And, um... You have one of two options, homie. You can either let it fucking swallow you or you can learn to play the game because that's what it is. It's a fucking game. You know what I mean? I wish I had learned that when I was a lot younger. I would have fucking given up that whole social justice warrior shit so much longer, so much sooner rather, if I would have learned in advance that this is a game, homie. All of life is survival, All right? It's just the will to power. Like whether the fucking social justice warriors are in power or not is irrelevant, dog. Whether the fucking marginalized communities are in power or not is irrelevant, Right? Um, it's a game, right? And I wish I would have been able to learn to play the game sooner. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the point that I was trying to say is like, there's a game coming, okay? You're about to be entered into it and if you're fucking caught sleeping, if you don't stay woke, homie, if you're not on your one-two, that shit's gonna fucking eat you alive, dog. So, you know, there's nothing you're gonna be able to do, right? As fucking these grand, amazing uh, um, ideas that we all have about some fucking grand conscious awakening or some fucking upheaval that's gonna you know radically alter the institutions that we're living in notice i'm being very politically correct to avoid any sort of you know fucking government more government surveillance i'm sure right um that's not gonna happen dog okay so what you need to do which what i would recommend you do because again i don't try to fucking like instill my views on motherfuckers but i just say like this is the world that you're entering into okay and one of the reasons a good reason why to study philosophy is to become aware of it and fucking <laughs> you know Try to put yourself in the most advantageous position in which you can potentially succeed in the game, right? So that's where, you know, where, you, 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 where I had the privilege of teaching these fucking young children, you know what I mean? Who, you know, they're starting to connect the dots. They see their parents, they see what their parents are going through, and they think to themselves, like, I don't wanna go through that. And the whole point of the, the you know, the, one, of the, one of the points that you get to with what I was you know, just talking about is that, well, unless you don't make any fucking like drastic changes, you will end up like your parents because your parents didn't fucking end up there by chance. It was a, it's by design. This, I don't give a fuck if you think it's conspiratorial or not. Like there's a very clear path of projection that motherfuckers, that we're being cattled into, corralled into. You know what I mean? It's fucking basically just to keep the society rocking and rolling, right? So, you know, unless you're gonna make the conscientious decisions that are gonna differentiate you from your parents, I'm telling you, homie, give it 20 years and you're gonna be just like them, right? For better or for worse. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, you're teaching the class with these little high school students. And again, I'm not trying to sound grandiose or nothing, but you start to realize like, oh, shit, like. This education, this is more of the critical pedagogy. uh, Educating in general is an inherently political uh, uh, process. You know what I mean? You can choose to not teach about this, which is inherently political, because that doesn't do anything but benefit the social order. Right. The current order that's already in place. Or you can fucking teach it. You could teach it and be like, you know what I mean? Let them know what the deal is and, you know, ideally, you know, challenge the fucking the, the status quo. So, again, it's not trying to be grandiose. It's just letting it be known like, yeah, this is this is what, you know, the, this is the responsibility that all educators have, not just me. Right. Uh, and it, it, it implies one of the things that it implies, is, you know, being brutally, brutally honest with what the fuck is up. I'm not going to lie to you motherfuckers and be like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Like, no, dog, you're going to be 18 years old soon and you're going to find out real fucking quick why you're in this college class to begin with yeah it's great that you're getting your college degree when you're fucking uh, an associate's degree when you graduate high school why is it great because there's going to be students who are starting college at 18 years old who will take out fucking student loans and have to pay those bitches back for the rest of their lives at least at the very least you are a 60 credits ahead of them and be made aware now because i make it a conscientious point to fucking talk about that shit of the dangers of student loans you know what i mean? So. A little bit more advantageous. Consider yourself fortunate for taking a fucking philosophy class type shit. You know what I'm trying to say? And um, the ultimate point being is that you will be the adult that inherits this society, homie. So, again, you know what I mean? A little bit of the intentionality. But it's not just high school students, dog. It's the regular student body. Like, honestly, I will continue to sing the praises of the student body here in El Paso forever, bro. Because, you know, I have a student, for instance, this semester, dog. I have a student this semester, Okay? who spent 23 years in prison, homie, right? He's from here in El Paso, around the same fucking hood that I am, okay? And now, after 23 years in prison, he's in the process of getting his, de- his degree. And it's just like, bro, what? You know what I mean? Like, what? Bro, motherfucker, Harvard, dog, and their distinguished professorate, okay? They will never, ever, 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 ever have students like mine or the opportunity that I have. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm sure there's some fucking people from prison in Harvard. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm trying to say that Yes, we have the fucking prison population as well, but we have a fucking unique community population in general, right? That they go to Harvard because of the wealth of knowledge they have developed from here in El Paso. So they're not fucking appreciate that, A, as a professor and B, as an academic from what we have to offer these students is like, you're not doing right by the universe, bro. Like, honestly, like I hate to sound like all fucking uh, wooey and shit, but it's like, you're not. We complain about how fucked shit you know how fucked shit is, okay? But what are we doing to actually change that? You know what I mean? And it's like me personally, like not just my own individual actions, but professionally, like, I'm just gonna come up here and like fucking teach students, oh yeah, the world sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's the fucking quiz. Or am I gonna be in there and go like, this is why the world sucks and this is how you can avoid it. The quiz is fucking secondary to all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? That's the point that I'm trying to get to. And uh, it's hard, it's hard, dog. It's hard to see the forest for the tree sometimes when life is going on. And it's, you know, absolutely, absolutely very easy to lose one's meaning and purpose, especially when it doesn't seem to be yielding any tangible results. But again, that obviously couldn't be any further from the truth on one end when it comes to my teaching, right? Because I wouldn't be giving a shout out to anyone if no one was listening on the other end, for instance, when it comes to this podcast, right? And the other is the simple fact that, you know, when it comes to the teaching part it's like they have to listen. (laughs) There's not, it's like like a podcast. You're doing this willingly, you know what I mean? You motherfuckers have to listen so if they're gonna listen you're forced to listen you might as well fucking teach something worth listening to you know what i mean and uh in both instances it's it's hard like basically me battling my ego like oh why am i doing this anyways no one's listening but i don't give a fuck if i'm teaching to one student if i'm fucking if the only person listening to my podcast is myself when i go back and re-listen to it like just get it done do what you gotta do homie you know what i mean so, yeah, that's the long-winded introduction to, you know, the fucking, I mean, all that shit was from the book itself, you know what I mean? But it's just kind of a setup to the next part. Uh, and, you know, I, I keep talking about the human, This just uh, the, the conclusion to the introduction. Uh, I keep talking about the Human, po- the human Capital podcast, and I'm going to do it, dog. I'm going to do it, okay? Uh, it's just, right now, I felt it more important, just given everything that's happening in my life, to revisit the, the roots of hood philosophy once more, and, you know, hopefully try to get this bitch back on track. So, um, anyways, I guess the best place to start is just by saying that when it comes to this fucking teaching philosophy shit, dog, as I've already made evident, right? One of my driving forces, again, is the understanding that while, you know, Western analytic philosophy does have some shit to offer, none of it is of any fucking relevance or importance to everyday people like you and I. I've said this before, but it bears repeating, dog. It's the fucking crux of this fucking book. It's the crux of my argument, Right? That most philosophy departments—they're not going to teach us the shit, you know—they're not going to teach us shit for one that doesn't conform to their narrative, to their colonial narrative, right? Which is basically a nice way of saying that anything that's truly important, dog—they're not going to teach it to us, okay? Mostly because they, the, they schools, these motherfuckers, the masters of mankind, the reptilians, the bourgeoisie, the Illuminati, whatever the fuck you want to call them, right? They are not concerned with challenging their own fucking power, okay? let alone changing the status quo. That's not. They don't give a fuck about that. That's just the honest truth. That's why I laugh at the social justice movement and how it's fucking infiltrated academia because there is not one part of that that is genuinely concerned with social justice. Every fucking element of that movement is concerned with one thing and one thing only, controlling the narrative, okay? They are trying to push a white person's narrative through quote-unquote black and brown bodies. That's it, Okay. They are trying to push the white man's narrative through gay and disabled bodies, through trans bodies, et cetera, and so on and so forth. I've already mentioned this. They don't see us as people; they see us as bodies. Okay, and this whole fucking push of progressive, quote-unquote, progressiveness—it's—it's it's a joke. It's a farce. Okay, that's the white man's narrative being pushed through fucking other peoples. Okay, because there is no challenging their status quo. They just find a different way to subvert it. That's the whole point that Dave Chappelle was trying to make in his last comedy, in his last comedy special on Netflix, right? So when they get narratives that don't fit the, ad- the agendas that they are pushing, they're just dismissed. They're dismissed and deemed irrelevant, right? As non-philosophical trivialities that are unworthy of the merit or legitimacy that comes with the attention of an institution like academia, okay? Um, which is the problem that I had. That's the problem that I had with my shit. That's why butting heads continuously with the fucking people who were the gatekeepers to the, do- to the PhD to the point that I said, man, fuck you and your stupid doctoral degree, okay? Okay. Y'all motherfuckers spent the last three years of my life teaching me about how it's important to challenge the system, how it's important to liberate the knowledge about the evils of fucking the white man's institutions, and now when push comes to shove, you ain't doing shit more than upholding that very same fucking structure that you fucking spent the last three years chastising, right? That's the whole point. It's just, it's lip service, bro. It's lip service, right? They have no interest in teaching shit that is of actual relevance to everyday people like you and I, despite the pervading influence these issues may have over our own lives, okay? To, so again, which I say, fuck that and fuck them, okay? Because the question is not, homie. The question isn't what institutional philosophy deems relevant. The question is what the fuck do we deem relevant, okay? What do we deem important? And and more importantly, how can philosophy help us reconcile any dilemmas that arise from these things that we consider to be relevant, Okay because and and that got us feeling some type of way like how do we solve these issues you know what i'm saying i don't give a fuck about plato fuck plato okay i give a fuck about why i cannot communicate with my family properly with my loved ones properly fuck aristotle i don't care about aristotle i care about why i as a person i'm struggling finding meaning and purpose in life that's the you know what i'm saying and when you're not teaching to that you're doing a complete disservice that does nothing more but benefit the social the current colonial order That's why I say that teaching is always political. You know what I mean? Whether you are aware of it or not, completely irrelevant. Not you as a listener, but like teachers and shit. Like teachers like go in there and be like, I don't like to be political in my classrooms. Bitch, fuck you. Because by not addressing this kind of shit, you are being political. You're upholding the fucking colonial order, which is fucking every bit is political. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, it's strange, dog. It's strange to me because, like, on a surface level, this is exactly what most philosophy disciplines claim to be doing. Like, this is what they claim to be doing. They give their little motherfucking flyers out, right? And they appeal to motherfuckers like you and me uh, who desire to look behind the curtain, as it were, right? And see what more is possible in life, as it were, okay? Uh, they, 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 they purposely seek people like you and I who aren't content with the status quo, right? And they tell us that if we're no longer wish to perpetuate this illusion of normalcy, right? that is offered to us by society, that we should major in philosophy, bro, so that we can peel back the the veil of Maya, right? So that we can escape the fucking cave and that we can learn, right, through studying philosophy, the ways to change it or whatever. All that fucking grandiose bullshit that fucking is just nothing but lip service, okay, to these people, right? Because the moment we get in their classes, the moment we get in these classes, we're immediately told that there's a whole gang of shit that we can't question. And it's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, Of all places, of all places, the philosophy class should be the one place where you come and you throw everything on the table. Like, everything is up for fucking debate, homie, right? This is a safe space in the truest sense of the word. It's not a bitch-ass little fucking fake woke social justice warrior safe space where like, oh my God, they covered a a, a complex topic. I want to go color. Fuck you. This is a safe space where you come in and you talk about all that kind of shit that if you bring up in fucking polite society, motherfuckers will give you a stank face like, what the fuck is this fool smoking? Right? Like who the fuck who invited this buzzkill to the party type shit? Like, nah, dog. This is where you come to talk about that kind of shit. You know what I mean? In a philosophy class. You come here and you hold every fucking possibility, no matter how fringe or preposterous it may appear, appear, right? Up for examination. This is the place where we do that shit. You know what I'm saying? And uh I, I me personally, I think this is where I, I've caught most of the the, the footing with, with my students, right? Uh this is the shit, what I mean is, like, not just where I find them to be most interested in, but, like, where I find the connection that I make with my students as well. Because, you know, and the point where the point is is that, you know, I don't fucking, I don't teach to my students, bro. Like, I, I, I try to fucking, you know, I teach with my students. And what I mean by that is, like, I enter every single classroom under the understanding that every person has something to teach someone, including myself. I still have shit to learn. I'll learn till the day I die. You know what I mean? The idea that a student could never teach me is just fucking colonial bullshit ego nonsense okay the idea that i am the professor and i am here to teach you not the other way around fuck you dog okay students come into my class with a wealth of knowledge some that i'll never fucking that i would never have known okay so um that's what i mean when i say i don't teach to them like obviously i have shit to offer them you know what i mean but uh they have shit to offer me too so a lot of my teaching comes just naturally like you know i'll ask a question they'll give an answer and i'll be like oh it's funny you say that because this is actually x y and z give the philosophical name for it you know what i mean and uh, that, that's where I made a lot of the connection with my students. And, you know, I, it's just funny to me, bro, because, like, I have one student I've had, I have had in the past one student, right? I'll never forget their story, bro, because they relate to me that this was the third time in my class. That was the third time that they were taking that fucking particular philosophy class. Because uh, each time they had taken it prior to this, prior to the, the time I took it with me, they didn't understand. They, it, was, it was an ethics class. Ethics class. And they didn't understand why they were being graded on matters in such a black and white manner, okay? why they were being graded, you know, on matters that seem to be far more complex than a simple fucking yes or no, than a simple fucking do you agree or disagree? You know, typical black and white binary bullshit inherent with, you know, academia, Western world in general. Right. And they just they couldn't understand, you know, not because they didn't understand the material, but because they're giving them a scantron. To ask about the fucking abortion debate type shit you know what i mean like why like how the fuck this is this is too complex of an issue to fucking put on a b c or d type shit you know what i mean and uh that was the most difficult that was the most difficulty they had with the class because ethics is easy my students fucking geniuses right but in this particular case the difficulty came in not being able to understand how they expected responses on quizzes you know that seemed pre pre pre-given by the professor like this is like the professor basically saying this is what i want you to answer and if you disagree you're wrong because you're stupid and undergraduate right and the student's like well hold up like no you know i don't have to agree with abortion just because you agree with abortion what the fuck you know what i mean it doesn't make me stupid it doesn't make me dumb it doesn't make you progressive it doesn't make me fucking regressive like let's reanalyze this situation bro because you know what i mean that's again that's the difficulty that the student had and i was like dude you're 100 correct this idea that the professor is this fucking you know what i mean untouchable fucking person of uh, of intellect like fuck you dog most professors i'm telling you are like me right some of them wish they could be as dope as me but the point that i'm saying is like we're humans homie like we have life going on we bleed like everybody else you know what i mean so to come into a classroom and say that we're our fucking ideas can't be challenged because these are the correct ones deemed by academia fuck you dog anything can be challenged at any time anyone could be challenged at any time you know what i'm saying and uh, if a student doesn't agree with us, it doesn't mean because a student's dumb, it's because we're, as the academia, trying to make complex fucking issues black and white, and in some instances, even pushing a fucking agenda and doing so. Which, you know, this, obviously, it's not, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise, especially to those of us who are familiar with the history of the liberal arts department, right? Now, I've done an entire episode on it in the past, but unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, right? But the basic idea is that they created the liberal arts, day, right, to help usher in a more progressive society through liberal education, which was seen then, as it is now, as the difference maker between people who, you know, hold dumb conservative views and does smart liberal people, right? They said, well... We're trying to make people more inclusive. We're trying to make people more accepting, et cetera, and so on, which on the surface, it doesn't seem bad. Like, yeah, that sounds cool, right? How are we going to do that? Well, we got to educate these dumb conservatives to be more fucking, you know, accepting and open to people they don't agree with. And it's like, okay, well, how are you going to do that? And the answer is through education. We'll educate them. And then it's like, okay, what's the skills that you're going to use to do that? And then from there, they develop fucking, you know, basically mass media and marketing to which people say, oh, that's a really good skill and fucking technique to get people to do what we want to do. And then, boom, propaganda takes off from right there, right? So it's like, okay. Anyways, there's a whole-ass problem that I mentioned in a previous episode, but the basic point is that it's clear, you know, that the previous professors of this young lady who took my class many years ago, right, they were pushing agendas. Whether they were aware of it or not, that's a whole-ass different question, right? The point is that, you know, for this particular episode that I'm trying to establish is, and what I reiterated to this young lady when she was in my class is you know that this this is the point of philosophy. It's not to teach you what to think, right? It's to teach you how to think. Okay, because indoctrination is not education, homie. That's it's that simple, right? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what what you believe in, dog. We're gonna challenge your views if they're fucking, if I don't if, if 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 they have fucking uh if, if there's some let's say error in, in in your beliefs, right? If I don't agree with them as a professor, I'll absolutely challenge them. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that you're not entitled to fucking doesn't mean you're not entitled to hold it, right? We'll, we'll examine it. And if you're correct, cool, more power to you, right? And uh, clearly, clearly, this is a process that goes against the very core of what the majority of us were taught to do in public school, right? And moreover, it flies complete, in complete diametric opposition to fucking everything that we were taught by these fucking fake ass, fake woke, social justice warrior professors who, again, they don't appreciate when we engage in these kind of fucking behaviors and question their practices, okay? Fuck them, dog. I will maintain to this day till my last that again, rote memorization, indoctrination. This shit is not education, bro. That shit is lame as fuck, okay? And it's only contributing to the fucking problems that these motherfuckers profess to be so fucking intent on trying to overcome. You're not gonna solve the fucking inequality problem through fucking social justice bullshit identity politics. You're gonna solve it by teaching people to think critically, Some of those people are not going to agree with what it is that you fucking have to say, and that is perfectly fine, homie. That is perfectly fine, right? Because at the end of the day, we weren't given these fucking beautiful brains of ours just to mindlessly repeat everything that we've been programmed with without question, irrespective of how deeply we feel we identify with it. That's fucking propaganda, bro. That is not education, right? And uh, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of that great quote, that famous quote in the history of philosophy that talks about how the mark of a great mind is the ability to entertain ideas we don't agree with. Like, dog, you don't have to agree, but at least see where the fuck I'm coming from. And let's fucking try to figure this shit out, right? And uh, while there's no doubt many, like in the entire school institution, you know, both teachers and students, just so we're clear, who, who do view education as nothing more than rote memorization, to me personally, the fact that there is mad people out there, dog, who aren't content with that, leads me to know, Right? that there's still fucking hope, homie. The fact that motherfuckers listen to this podcast knowing full well, like this is some highly obscure nerd shit and you're still fucking listening, gives me hope, right? The fact that there's motherfuckers out there buying philosophy books on their own and studying it, it gives me hope, dog. It's not just limited to the classroom. You know what I mean? It's not just limited to the classroom. I see it everywhere in life, bro. People who are just unhappy with the education they've received. People who are trying to do better in life, right? I, You know, one of my favorite things to do Or one of my favorite things to happen, it happens occasionally. It doesn't happen like every fucking day. I'm not trying to give that impression, but it does happen. Uh, And when it does happen, it's one of my favorite things, dog. And that is when, you know, people find out that I teach philosophy for a living, right? Like, and their little eyes light up. They're like, oh, shit, for real? Like, damn. And then suddenly they have like all these fucking questions, (laughs) which I think is fucking great. Don't get me twisted, okay? And uh, it all ties back to that idea that I've been talking about in the previous episodes about how. You know, we feel alone in this motherfucker and that how and how that couldn't infu- how that couldn't be any further from the truth. Like, nah, dog, we are not alone, okay? And we're not even alone and feeling alone, homie. And that's beautiful. It's not a bad thing, okay? We, like so many motherfuckers out there, have not only endured the indoctrination of institutional learning facilities, whether they're in the fucking hood or in the suburbs, it doesn't fucking matter. They're all the same, right? And we've realized just how deeply we've been fucked, dog. And rather rather than lament this fact, we are seeking ways to potentially undo this negative programming in hopes of establishing a greater life for ourselves. You know what I mean? And uh, as I've said it multiple times, I'll continue to say it, I'll forever say it, I'm convinced philosophy can help us do that, bro. So, you know, when I do meet these motherfuckers whose little eyes light up when they find out I teach philosophy because they're so excited, like, oh, damn, I can fucking ask this all these kind of questions. I've been fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that shit's dope, bro. And, you know... It's here. It's in you listening to his podcast. It's in people picking up these philosophy books on their own where, you know, I see the general interest in philosophy, dog. And um, I sense in them a desire similar to that which I put, which me personally, that I possessed when I was younger, you know, to find something more, if you will, in philosophy that was just, it's just, it was not present, bro. And everything we had been conditioned to believe is reality. You know what I mean? You know, hence the relative excitement of the people who are like, oh, shit, it's a philosophy professor. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um... And it's not because these people don't get fucking... They don't get excited because we're some sort of intellectual gods, bro, with fucking profound insight into the nature of reality. And if they do, they're fucking weird creeps, okay? You shouldn't be thinking that. Stop with the cult of personality bullshit. We're people just like you, right? Um, but yeah, like, you know, they, most students, they don't... Most people, they don't fucking see us as, as, you know, these these gurus with this fucking profound insight into the nature of reality that only we are privy to, right, despite... What many in the fucking academic field might fucking believe. Academia, dog, huge, huge superiority complexes, right? These motherfuckers legit feel they're the saviors of mankind, right? It's hilarious. But it's not because of that, dog. It's because the streets are fucking hungry, my G. That's why students are fucking coming up to us excited when or people in general fucking get excited when they meet a professor. You know, I'm like, oh shit, dude, like I got so many questions, right? And it's not because I think that you, for instance, I'm, I'm saying like, I don't, it's not because these people think that people like myself, academics, professors, are these fucking intellectual gods. It's because they themselves feel as though they have a fucking, a, a chance finally to, you know, uh, 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 discuss questions that like, as I've mentioned before, we normally don't discuss in quote unquote polite society because of the social stigma involved with doing so, Right. These fucking people, die, like, I see them and I can see them in their little faces, bro. They are starved for knowledge, bro. They are starved for wisdom, for truth. They are starved for real shit, homie, right? They are starved for that which will help them make sense of many of the strange and complex questions that, you know, they undoubtedly have at, have had at any point in life, bro. These motherfuckers, yo, like, they're hungry. They're hungry because these virtues, right, uh that that are necessary to live a good life we weren't we weren't given them when we were kids but they've seen them like we 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 see them dollar we're like oh shit like this this seems to be a characteristic that many successful happy people have like how do i gain this you know what i mean uh and they see it you know what i mean in themselves the potential that okay they can see them within themselves this potential to manifest these fucking virtues right to help them live this good life that they desire And they're willing, yo, like, I see, like, you know, like, just listening to this podcast alone lets you know, lets me know, like, yeah, you're willing, yo, to do the work associated with the pursuit, acquisition, and uh, ultimately the implementation of what it takes to fucking manifest these virtues, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, unfortunately, rather than being introduced to the knowledge that would be capable of transmitting and fostering, you know, the adequate understanding of such wisdom, most of us were fucking miseducated with this bullshit-ass fucking colonial education system that has nothing more interest than in upholding white supremacy, dog. And it's like, ah, dog, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're moving past that, okay? I, I'm telling you, like, I'm not being grandiose. I'm just telling you, like, I see it, dog, the hunger. I see it in the conversations that I have with random people, you know? Which is funny because it, there's like a great meme that talks about this, but you know, motherfuckers are always complaining about like generic conversations and how they, how they wish they could meet people of depth type shit, right? But it's just funny because like every chance that we get, I know this is me for sure, we resort to like the most fucking generic questions, right, that lead to these conversations in the first place. I'm super guilty of this. If I'm not not feeling very social, right, I'll just be like, hey, nice weather, right? (laughs) Meanwhile, like in my mind, I'm thinking about the fucking Anunnaki and I'm sure the person next to me is thinking about it too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's just funny because a lot of what I'm trying to say is like a lot of those issues is... We project them ourselves like, oh, this this motherfucker never talks about the shit that I would talk about. Like, I'm just unique in this. Like, no, you're not unique. I'm sorry to break it to you. You know what I mean? Like, we all have these questions. We're just afraid of broaching them because I don't want you to think I'm fucking crazy and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Um, So we ask these boring ass questions in hopes of like, you know, finding a mutual interest with these fucking random ass motherfuckers that we can parlay into a sustained conversation that contains as few of those fucking dreaded, uncomfortable silences as possible before we can finally go our separate ways and talk shit to people we do feel comfortable with about how fucking uncomfortable the conversation was with the person we just met, despite the fact that at any moment I could have been like, "Bro, the fucking what do you think about the fucking World Economic Forum telling us that you know we're gonna own nothing and we're gonna be happy like that shit is crazy, right? You think these motherfuckers are like human or not? Like they're fucking transhumanists? What's going on here, bro? What happens when we die? Type shit, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of shit motherfuckers want to talk about, right? But the whole time, like in our mind, we're like. How dare you talk about, how dare you not suppress those evil thoughts and simply let them fester until they manifest as mental illness and self-destructive behavior like the rest of us. Shame on you, right? The little evil voice inside our head, right? (laughs) Now, to be fair, I'm sure like a lot of it has to do with like the awkwardness inherent with socializing, right? With people we don't know, but whatever the case, doc, whatever the case, again, it's my experience that mad people, again, they're just, they're genuinely interested in moving beyond the pleasantries and engaging in you know detailed conversations about what philosophy is what life truly is bro right and uh yeah like this th- so when i meet people like you know they find out i'm a philosophy professor and their little eyes fucking light up i feel you dog i know where you're coming from because again i was in that position once too these motherfuckers like the walls quickly come down bro it's funny like the walls come down quickly like any pretense of like oh i can't talk about this i was a philosophy professor where the fuck the numbers come from dog oh shit, that's a great question yo i don't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying Um, and then I guess perhaps the most important part you know to start uh, concluding this whole shit is that again these motherfuckers have already thought about this these questions don't come from nowhere you know what I'm saying like these motherfuckers they come to me in my classroom in life in general with a wealth of knowledge you know what I'm saying and they've already fucking you know they're either trying to add to it or they're trying to fucking challenge it whatever the case might be dog it's the general inquisitiveness right with people both students and non-students right that approach me asking you know philosophically inclined questions that you know has led me to realize that there's some deep-seated motivation for this tendency that we just, we cannot overlook, dog, and to not fucking cater to that shit while we're teaching or to not podcast this shit, to not write the book, you know what I'm saying? Like, my fear about fucking dying without completing it. Like, this is why, dog, because I've looked, I've looked, and there's some, there's some, you know what I mean? But they don't offer what I got to offer, you know what I mean? And if my shit is not for you, I hope you find it somewhere else, dog. The point here being is that there's like, there's there's something happening bro like i have again despite how fucked up life is right now it's always been fucked up right and we're living through that but despite all of that i'm, I'm convinced homie like there's like a glimmer of hope and somewhere in that glimmer of hope rests the importance of philosophy like dog we're trying to fucking evolve homie and by not teaching these questions that are keeping people from asking the fucking that are keeping people from you know advancing into deeper philosophical waters we're not helping that process we're fucking holding it back right there's a clear search for knowledge bro that people and humans in general like inquisitive people we desire you know what i mean the likes of which are never truly satisfied fucking in their school you know what i'm saying and uh it just seems weird to me to not fucking like acknowledge that because you know what i mean to clamp down even to fucking not allow students to even talk about it because you think it's more important to teach about some dead fucking white guy that died two thousand years ago, like Plato, like fuck you, dude, like come on, dog, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna clamp down on a fucking certain facets of existence, all for the state, all for the sake rather of staying in line with the fucking colonial order, or because of societal or social pressure, a social pressure, like fuck that shit, dog. I for fuck sure, me personally, and this is what I like. You know what I mean? This is what was informing. This is the method of the madness. Now that I've you know re been reinvigorated like you know i'm teaching my classes and i'm like dude like i know what it was like to be for a long time okay uh uh in this position where you have all this self-imposed pressure that we put on ourselves okay out of this line of thought like oh i can't talk about this because i motherfuckers you know think i'm weird right and i also know what it's like to have been in a classroom thinking like fuck man i hope somebody anybody will talk about this kind of shit that's been fucking festering within me bro because like we're going crazy homie you know what i mean and i'm trying to fucking talk about this kind of shit life is killing me dog <laughs> and i want to fucking talk about this shit i want to get this shit off my chest i want someone to fucking relate to so i feel so i don't have to feel like i'm entirely alone you know what i mean because motherfuck social pressure yeah that's a lot but how about the pressure of isolation thinking you can't fucking relate to anybody dog okay because of the fucking crazy ass questions that you have about reality like fuck that dude so to be in a position of teaching or the ability to fucking podcast like I have or to write like I do and to not use it is like, bro, you're fucking, you, you on one hand, you talk about how you have hope for the fucking, you know, the evolution of humanity and on the other hand, you're not doing anything to help the evolution. So fucking pick and choose, homie. Which one is it? Like fucking pick a lane and go with it. You know what I'm saying? So I guess uh, just in conclusion to wrap this bitch up, like I said, this is just like the fucking first introduction to the book that I'm working on. Like I'm going to share more that I've written as the fucking episodes unfold. You know what I mean? And hopefully one day be able to actually coalesce it into a book for those of you who have asked, because I've had people ask, like, you write book still? Like, yeah, I don't hear. I'll present it to you one day, right? For now, I'm going to share it in podcast form until that day comes, because I don't want this to not be fucking heard. As egoistic and grandiose as it sounds, it's true, I'll be honest with you, I don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, I guess the basic conclusion for this particular part is just like, we'd be, we'd be fronting if we didn't admit that the societal and social pressure, it's fucking pressing, it does press us. okay? Any motherfucker who says, I don't give a fuck, they give a fuck. You know what I mean? And I can tell you, I give a fuck. I wouldn't be doing this if I did it. You know what I mean? And uh one of the things that has become difficult with this is the rise of fucking identity politics. It's only made us worse, dog. Okay? And uh, because it's, made, it's only made people more afraid to broach these fucking complex issues, dog. Like, you think by fucking keeping people from talking about Nazis, for instance, you're doing yourself a favor. You're not. You're just pushing those motherfuckers underground, dog. People who could have potentially fucking not held that ideology are now... Pushed to that ideology because they felt fucking discriminated by you like it's just i'm not saying they are discriminated or that they deserve to feel that way i'm saying that they're fucking humans and they're going to feel that way regardless of what you think or do right so you know like with the rise of this cancel culture it's only made people fucking further push them further further into this weird isolation right that we've regressed to the point where even being curious about learning shit that doesn't fall in line with the current trend is fucking taboo bro again like the nazis you know what i mean So we're left with no other recourse than to be called, you know, all the fucking obes and isms that the regressive left loves. You know what I mean? Oh, you're a fucking transphobe because you researched, you know, the fucking suicide rates of trans people. Like, no, dude, that's not what the fuck is happening. I'm just curious because people always say that trans people fucking have a high rate of suicide. And I want to research this on my own to see if it's true or not. And if it is, perhaps, possibly why. That doesn't mean I'm a fucking transphobe. Doesn't mean I fucking... Uh, I hate uh, you know uh, trans people it just means that I want to fucking research it and see where the fuck these people are coming from you know what I mean so that that's where how fucking regressive this shit has gotten where to just even say that is like suddenly I'm a fucking I'm alt-right or alt-right adjacent type shit like shut the fuck up okay just shut the fuck up you can't keep people from questioning reality bro right because <laughs> I mean, if you just keep me from asking all these questions, I'm going to end up a fucking neurotic little lefty like you, bro. Like, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? You're neurotic because you're fucking terrified of life. And you think that the way to not be terrified of life is by fucking censoring everything and making it safe for you. But that's not life. That's a fucking... That's the metaverse. You'll be happy when that comes along. But I'm sure you'll find something to complain about there, too, because I've seen the articles talking about should people be prosecuted for sexual assault in the metaverse? Like... You'll find something to be concerned about with, right? But I'm not trying to be like you, a little neurotic fucking liberal, because I can't fucking ask all these questions because, oh, it's taboo. Like, fuck you, dude, okay? Um, the sad part, honestly, is like seeing how many of little fucking neurotic fuckheads have infiltrated academia, because again, they're gonna be the ones that teach your teachers, right? There's no surprise why these fucking teachers nowadays are trying to fucking teach or, or talk to their, or, you know, second graders about their fucking gender and sexuality. That's what they learned from their fucking professors. That's the whole point that I was saying. Like, don't leave academia out of this, dog. Don't say my K-12 education failed me. All of education failed you, college included, okay? Um, so this is what fucks me up about what's currently happening with academia, how it's been infiltrated. Because, you know, there's nowhere, there's nowhere to go, it seems like. To learn about these issues, come to my class, dog. We'll talk all about it, right? <laughs> uh, somewhere that is open to all these questions, irrespective of how absurd they appear somewhere like you know again a philosophy class right because we've been brainwashed into just pushing these fucking feelings down to the very bottom of our existence and finding these quote unquote healthy releases for the pain right that doing so causes you know like drinking doing drugs buying shit we don't need mindlessly uh, scrolling social media or basically the way i've spent all of the past year of my life (laughs) typical american shit right and um Worse yet, dog, many of us, you know, we've accepted this to be the norm. And this is, you know, this is the whole point that I was talking about. Like, life is slowly killing me. Why study philosophy when I should just kill myself instead, right? This is what i This is the point of it, dog. This is what I'm saying, okay? We've accepted this as the norm. And perhaps more sinisterly, we appear content, many of us, to avoid this realization by any means. So much so that if one of us, again, were to bring it up in a social, so, uh, in a social circle, again, The stank face alone that we would receive, right, for talking about this shit would be enough to keep most of us from ever doing it again, right? Not that the feeling goes away, just the fucking desire to talk about it because you are a herd animal. I am a herd animal and we fear ostracization, yes? Because ostracization historically has always meant inevitable death. And because we are terrified of death and driven by an instinct of self-preservation, we will do almost anything that it takes to avoid that inevitability, yes? And for those of us who are brave enough to persist, despite all of that, right? Like, we're not really fucking left with much recourse. We're not left with much recourse. So we just sit there, I We just sit there quietly suffering in mental anguish. Life is killing me, right? Feeling, you know, we feel and we believe as though, you know, we're entirely... I can't emphasize this enough. Like how we're entirely alone in a world that we weren't made for because, you know, of our inability to escape the ideas, right, that have pervaded us from establishing any relationship that would, you know, closely approximate a friendship, right, because they require that we sacrifice all these parts of us that are inherently us. Like, you want to be part of the group? Don't talk about the Illuminati, right? that type of shit, you know what I mean, like, but I don't want to talk about that, I want to talk about numbers, I want to talk about God, I want to talk about free will, I want to talk about the transhumanist agenda, you know what I'm saying, and it's like, okay, if you're gonna do that, you just gotta know, like, it's a very small circle, you know, good luck trying to find it without social media, <laughs> right, um, so the whole point is, like, it's either, complete ostracization or sacrifice any notion of individuality in exchange for the inherent comfort that's provided by acceptance into a group irrespective of how detrimental to our overall happiness doing so ultimately is you know like joining gangs in the hood for instance or joining a fucking far-right extremist group because of it right hoping that one day we may encounter some fucking person out there who Feels the same way we do about life in order to provide us some sort of respite from respite rather from all of the pain that we're feeling because of our inability to share these ideas right before it's too late before the prison life before the gang culture and uh, lands you in prison or in jail before the far right extremist life lands you fucking murdering somebody fucking indiscriminately because of the fucking color of their skin you know what I mean and then ending up in jail. <laughs> I guess that's about as good a point as any to go ahead and wrap this bitch up. I'm looking forward to sharing more of this particular train of thought as the fucking podcast series progresses. Hopefully not in three weeks, hopefully in less than one, right? But until then, whenever the fuck it is, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Peace.